it's a cozy episode. It's giving pumpkin apple cinnamon spice. It's a Sunday episode. Is that a thing? Today's Sunday. Okay, yeah. I love Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. So we can post it on a Sunday. Why? Because people will get the Sunday vibe like we are right now. <coughs> Let me just get the episode. You had fucking COVID. <laughs> what? How could he say that to me? What a wild way to start the episode. Just accusing people of having illnesses. <coughs> I'm not going to say anything. Karma. Guys, good morning. Good morning. It is 10 a.m. on a Sunday, a fall apple cinnamon crisp Sunday afternoon. Uh, what am I talking <laughs> It's morning on a Sunday apple crisp afternoon. It is a be- <laughs> it is a beautiful fall Sunday morning. It's giving pumpkin spice and everything nice. That's why we got our pumpkin spice. And we have our drinks today. We have a chai. This is pumpkin muffin chai. <laughs> then what's why is yours? It muffin? It's fall. It's, oh. oct- it's October. Mine's the same. It's just the Earl Grey. Cheers. Cardamom. Cardamom. ASMR. Mm. Oh my god, that's good. If y'all want my recipe, I'm not gonna like force it on you, but if if I were you, I would ask. What's the opposite of gatekeeping? <laughs> I feel like I feel like the opposite of gatekeeping is like it's like those people that just tell to me, like Gabby Hanna. That's the opposite of gatekeeping. Is that the singer? That girl who like randomly starts thinking when people are interviewing her. Yeah, the Viner. Yeah. Wow. So good morning, guys, and welcome back to the Get Paid to Live podcast. What um, episode is this? Episode three, Damn. officially, yes. So if you're listening on the streaming platforms, we have chai and we have tea. Did you already say that? Yeah. Okay. So you can't see it, but I would highly encourage you to go on to YouTube and see what it actually looks like. Cause Why? It's pretty good. It's just, I want them to get an idea of the pump- pumpkin spice fall October yeah. hype. That's all. Just imagine your favorite caffeinated beverage. Yes, and feel free to get your own. Like, life is too short to not have a cute drink. Welcome to the Get Paid to Live podcast. This is a space where we explore how to live first and get paid second. Whether you're an entrepreneur, you work for someone else, or you're just curious about creating a dream life, in these episodes, you'll find inspiration, tips, and motivation on how to navigate that process through our honest reflections as new entrepreneurs and candid interviews with everyday dreamers just like you and I. Wow. And we are yet to have a guest on the on the podcast, but we have a lot cooking. So get excited um, for your everyday dreamers to be on this podcast. I'm excited for our guests. And yeah. they, we realized the other day they all tend to be female entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, except one. Yeah. Shall we get started? Are you excited? I want to say one thing about guests. Okay. I think it'd be play. really cool if once we get more than zero subscribers <laughs> on the YouTube channel, yeah. we start you know, getting our subscribers on the podcast. That would be really cool. 
please. Because that's exactly the point. Yeah. We want guests that are relatable. Yeah. You're like the people listening, the more that they're able to tell their story, it's going to affect someone else who has a similar story. And, just yeah. it, you know, it just passes on and on and on. And the point of the podcast is to guide people and show them what it could look like. like yeah. Visually what it could look like. And there's no better example than actual human beings. Right. <laughs> you know, because there's no one way toward entrepreneur, like one way to do entrepreneurship. Yeah. There's no one way to start a business. There's no, There's one, no way one way to start your dream life. To start your dream life. Yeah. There are 7 billion ways to yeah. start your dream life. Like every unique person has their own unique journey. Mm-hmm. And so we can't just like sit here and try to tell you the laws, the principles, right, right. the rules right. for starting your dream life or, you know, being an entrepreneur or whatever. Yeah. That's why we want to bring on as many guests and show as many examples as possible. possible. So you can start to stitch together an idea of what that journey could look like for you. Because that's been super helpful to me. Just just observing a lot of people that I admire and trying to stitch together a roadmap for myself. This podcast is really to make room and space for that, for this topic. It's not necessarily to be some manifesto or just like some strict guideline or like this is how to get from point a to point b necessarily it's really just to make space to think about it be creative about it it's kind of like spirituality or um you know diet and exercise like you're never like done it's just like this journey journey that you're going on and the only thing you can do to even get closer to what you want that to look like is to make room for that in Mm. your life and i think this is something that is so easy for people to say look this is just like a pipe dream i don't have time for that if you slowly even if it's just listening to an episode or listening to someone else's story like that's research that that counts okay so today's episode is going to be about being misunderstood in general, but especially as a entrepreneur or somebody who is intentionally designing their life, like there are going to be stares, there are going to be confused faces, and you are going to feel like you are an outsider. Um, because you probably are um, in this journey, whether you are starting a business or have a business or you are you know, trying to live out of a van your whole life now or you're, you just don't want to do things that are conventional. Yeah. And you're feeling these feelings of um, why am I the only one? Why doesn't anyone understand me? Or I have a feeling that even though people are around me and they support me, they don't get it. Like it's just this feeling of feeling like an outcast mm-hmm. um, and our bodies don't like that feeling. Um, right. We do everything possible to fit in because of our survival needs and just that's just how we were made. And I think it's that's why it's so easy to give up because if you don't have a community of people around you who get it and understand you, your biology is going to tell you that you're in danger and it's going to stop you from doing what you actually want will actually make you happy because you think because of the people around you or people not understanding you or not having enough of that support and that evidence that this is the wrong route for you. So I wanted to talk about that because I think it's so important, one. Mm -hmm. But two, I feel like if you can actually find positivity and strength in the fact that you're different or the fact that you're doing something a little bit weird, that can take you a long way. I have a feeling and I've seen it before. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've been misunderstood most of my life. <laughs> that, if that ain't the truth. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we were talking about this earlier. This is like one of those examples of things of turning a liability into an asset. Mm-hmm. You know, you might think like, oh, I'm an outsider. I'm a weirdo. No one understands me. Like it's such a big weakness. It's such a 
big obstacle for me. Yeah. But just changing your perspective on that and turning that liability, turning that obstacle into an opportunity, turning it into an asset, because if you don't fit in anywhere, like you don't fit in at like the corporate job or you don't fit in, you know, at the whatever other thing that people do. Just say you grew up in a really religious town. Yeah, you don't fit in in the church or whatever. Use that negativity almost, Mm -hmm. that kind of the lack of you fitting in to override your biology, like Mm -hmm. the way you put it, Mm -hmm. where your biology wants you to fit in and conform. Yeah. But use the fact that you're out of place to help propel you out of there and toward your dream life or toward the things that you want to pursue. Yeah. Give me... An example, paint a picture of somebody turning their liability into an asset. Like, what what does that look like? Because I heard that. I think you've told me about that before. Yeah. And I didn't really, like, understand it until I, like, saw. Like, when you hear somebody's success story. Yeah. And how they were like, I was the town joke. I was a clown. And then they end up being, like, a, you know, famous comedian that has, like, their own show. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm just making that up. But, like, I think that's happened with you before. For yeah, sure. for sure. Um, I don't know why. Maybe because you, you said comedian reminded me of Kevin Hart. Oh, really? Because <laughs> Kevin Hart, he was always he's always been a small guy. Yeah. So that's he a wasn't, perfect example. He wasn't like the biggest guy in the neighborhood, and I'm sure people would like mess with him and whatnot. But what he learned from an early age is he learned how to use his words and how to mm. influence people through, you know, comedy and just being mm. funny and being likable. Mm. And he turned his biggest liability, you know. As, at a young age into yeah. his greatest asset yeah. which is his mind his right. ability to you know make people laugh and mm-hmm. become one of the most successful comedians of all time and one thing i didn't know because i don't really follow him that much i just watch like his movies in passing but shaheen is a i would say you're like a moderate fan <laughs> of him you have seen like interviews and stuff with him <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> I don't have COVID. Oh, shit. But the one thing I didn't realize is that he's actually, he is actually one of the most successful comedians. Like, he's making how much a year? Like, what's his net worth? I can't remember. You- I have no idea, but I'm sure it's about I 100 put million. A, yeah, like, that's, I mean, for a comedian, I think that's yeah really good. For anyone. <laughs> for anyone. Incredible. Didn't he say, like, one of his goals was to be a, a billionaire? A billionaire? Yeah. And I was like, at first, I didn't, like, because I just always think, oh, famous people are rich, but I don't think like how rich. I don't think about the scale. Right. So then it's a huge whenever he said 100 million, I'm like, that's that's significant. Right. I mean, and kind of crazy. You know, I'm sure with all the movies he's done, the stand up, sh- you know, shows, everything. But he I feel like he's one of the comedians that really turned his comedy into a brand. Yeah. Um, and I, I know a lot of comedians do that, but I feel like it's not all of them. Like I would say there's still probably like the 1% of comedians that really have like a brand, like his movies, like he has this, like his reality show. He has like mm-hmm. so many things. And his own production company. Exactly. Yeah. A production company. It's like he took his talent and, and, and made it more like made it bigger than itself because a lot of comedians, I feel like, they end up just doing like stand up or maybe they'll have like a show right. that they're on, but they right. don't really take it further. Yeah. So. And I think this is really a feature of human beings. It's this feature of like overcompensation. Mm. Like when there is, it's like this, like if your house is moderately dirty, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to clean it. Right. But if you have like a party mm-hmm. and it gets trashed, mm-hmm. 
you're going to make it spotless after that. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, you know, if things are like kind of bad Mm -hmm. or like something is a slight inconvenience, you're not going to do anything about it. But once it crosses this threshold where it becomes like really bad, you kind of overcompensate and make it better than it ever was before. Yeah. And like a more concrete example of that is like for me, you know, not to bring up my anxiety and stuff all over again. But uh, when I went through that, you know, I was overweight, you know, I had probably not the best like mental practices Mm -hmm. and like habits around handling emotions and handling uh, stress and anxiety but once it kind of broke that threshold where it was like it was worse than i ever thought was humanly possible Mm -hmm. it forced me to overcome it through like good practices and good habits around like mental health and uh, stress management yeah and i think now it's like i feel like i'm pretty good at managing stress and anxiety yeah no i think that's a really good point because it reminds me of like the double down on mm. your strengths or your weaknesses actually yeah. i want to say weaknesses because yeah. i think like with kevin hart and that example you said like losing weight and like learning how to think better it's like you had to double down on what was like the weakness and turn it into a strength yeah so anything that you're critiqued for like for me i I've always felt like, why do I always have to um, have a good time? (laughs) I noticed a trend that even though I was really good at conforming to like having a corporate job, going to getting a degree and like going to grad school and everything, I was like really good at like following the the rules. I still always had this urge to be like, but I just want to do something random today. Mm -hmm. I just want to go travel with like no money. I just want to do something like wild. And I always thought that was like a side of me that I needed to like, kind of get in line and like suppress but that is like the premise of my whole business right now and it's like instead of forcing that trait of mine down why don't i let it thrive like why don't i let it run wild like obviously with constraints but like with my constraints that makes sense for me like that still Mm. allow my my strengths to to be elevated instead of just kind of punishing myself for for being the way I am that doesn't make any sense you know because you are the way you are and like it's hard for you to change your personality traits I feel like that's I don't know about the like scientific definition I know there's something that you literally can't change like there's like habits you can change there's like your mindset that you can change and I feel like that does affect your personality but I think there's just things about people that like if they didn't have that trait they just wouldn't be them whatever yeah. that is I don't think you can change that <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think or you maybe should. you should change it right huh yeah you shouldn't yeah you it. shouldn't try to change it because that's what makes you unique that's what makes you special and it's kind of like broadcasting your uniqueness and making it work for you so if kevin hart was known to be the short guy i mean i i do think that makes him stand out in a way ironically Mm. like he's more memorable for that reason and i'm sure back then he hated being memorable for that reason but like as he used his actual strength and combined it with what like oh he's the short guy everyone knows him as the short guy he is now memorable in a good way because now people know him as that comedian and i think that helps his brand and i think it's like stop trying to hide those if he was trying to pretend he wasn't short or pretend that he wasn't like this goofy guy he wouldn't be the kevin hart that we know and love today and i think that's the same thing with your traits and like with your traits like use your anxiety for good Mm -hmm. you know you're just an anxious person you've always been an anxious person i've always been somebody who just likes spontaneous things instead of just 
letting that come out in the wrong way like i'm just gonna go buy a, a lamborghini you right, know right. let me let it come out in the right way that actually benefits yeah. me like starting this podcast like starting this podcast because mm -hmm. it's a great outlet i feel like i can help other people and it's a way for me to continuously express that part of myself mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so it's it's a good thing the larger theme here is taking that thing you see to be like a liability yeah. and turning it into an asset. Mm -hmm. I guess the specific thing we're talking about here is being misunderstood instead of viewing that as a liability, viewing it as an asset. Yeah. And I think it really is an asset for entrepreneurs because your uniqueness gives you gives you a unique perspective on the world, which means you're going to see opportunities that no one else can see. Yep. That's so funny. That was literally the next point. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> As an entrepreneur, and we say entrepreneur, but just take that synonymous with anything that's like different. I feel like entrepreneurs are just different. Entrepreneur is one of those words. It's such a broad category and yeah. can mean so many different things. I want people in all situations to be able to relate and understand because as an entrepreneur or someone who is starting something new or different yeah. trying to curate your dream life you i feel like by default or by nature are going to choose things that people just don't understand right because you have to see that your goals your vision you have an idea of what your dream life is not everybody does that and that's something that i had to learn yeah. and understand uh, or maybe they just don't pay attention to it yeah. that's my hypothesis but i think everyone has it but a lot of people aren't making that the focus of their life so the natural tendency is to just go with the default everybody listen to your parents before you look at what everyone else does follow the crowd that that is the default so everyone's at least in america it seems like most people are going the route of like I get a formal College education. Degree, yeah. yeah. So I go, I get, a, I go to school, I get a degree after that. I find a job that can pay me well. And I'm going to try to climb the ranks until, you know, as much as I can get more money, uh, you know, on that hierarchy and then have a kid. Okay, get so a get, get married, have a kid, get a house and just keep doing that. Like kind of just going in that cycle. Let, let me see if I can make more money so I can maintain my family and maybe vacation once a year. Like that's right, kind right. of the norm. Yeah. Um. So if you say anything or are going after something that is different from that, you are probably going to be misunderstood. People right. are going to not that their values. And we talked about values in our first episode, but their values are just different and that's okay. And you might have different values. So if your value is creativity and someone else's value is stability, um, if you are doing something, if you're taking risks for the sake of creativity, the person with the value of stability is not going to understand right. why you're quitting your job to backpack around Europe with all the savings you have to your name. Maybe for you, that's a creative venture. Maybe you're planning to meet artists on your way, or maybe you're planning to, you know, be study inspired. art. Yeah. Like be inspired by the art in, in Europe or something that is not going to make any sense to them. They're going to be like, why are you doing that? You're not going to have any money. What are you going to do when you get back? And maybe that's something to you. You're just like, I can figure that out. That's not a big deal to me. Right. And I think it's important when you're having those conversations or when you're going through that to not keep set like it, it's gonna happen you're gonna second guess yourself but don't practice second guessing yourself mm. almost practice sticking to your word and sticking to your values because it's really hard in those situations to be like am i doing this because it is it makes sense with my life it's my dream life it's part of my values or am i doing this because i'm crazy you're always gonna find like a fault in it and that's mm. something that I, I think is really important to identify don't 
go to the route of like, oh, I, I know I've always had this like, you know, uh, trait about me where I do things sporadically. And mm-hmm. I like, you know, I, I don't think things through and maybe I should listen to them because they, they've done it before. They have more experience or, you know, this is what everyone else is doing. You're going to have thoughts like that. And I think it's important to, yeah, consider it. Like, I'm not saying don't listen to people, but I don't think you're ever going to regret sticking to your values. <laughs> That's one thing I will say. If you are considering the other option because it makes more sense or it's more logical or it's more practical i do think that's something you can end up regretting later yeah, down and the line. i'm not saying do things that are just like reckless reckless but if you have if your number one value is creativity and that's what makes you happy every day even if you come back and you're kind of scrambling for a job i just highly doubt you're going to regret making that time to do that experience is important right. to you um, and I, I think it's important to recognize in those situations, in those conversations that you're having with people where you feel like you have to defend yourself or you feel like you have to kind of like, but, but, but don't you see, like, once you start feeling like that, it's okay. You don't have to explain yourself to people. You can try. And if they get it, they get it. If they don't, they don't, but don't take that as a sign that I need to start reevaluating my life because if the person that you're talking to does not have your values, of course, you guys are going to see things differently and mm-hmm. that's okay. And you don't have to change yourself based on someone else's life. Right, right. You know, I like what you're saying about like the norm is like, everyone knows the, the normal path. Yeah. Like college, job, house, family, family et cetera. Kids, yeah. If that path doesn't resonate with you, yeah. it's easy to feel like an outsider, yeah. you know? And that's why I feel one way in which like being misunderstood, mm-hmm. uh, can be a, an asset to you is that it kind of forces you into entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. because if you don't fit into this existing, if you don't resonate with the existing and normal journey that's out there, you're like, well, that doesn't make sense for me. Well, what can I do? There's no option for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So you kind of have to, you have to create your own, create your own. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs do. They don't see an option. They don't see a community. They don't see a product. They don't see a service. They don't see a lifestyle that matches what they want. Right. So they create it. Yeah. And even if your business is, you're just creating a job for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not even like something that generates like passive income or something like that. If that's the your ideal job, yeah. then that's worth that's it. your dream life. That's yeah. what you want to be doing. And I, yeah, I, I do think there's like that's why it's important to bask in the fact that you're not understood because it helps you identify. Okay, I'm not seeing that this in in, in anything else I do or anyone else I talk to then what is it that I actually want? And mm-hmm. I think it actually forces you to sit down and be like, okay, most people's jobs, they have to work nine to five. I don't want to work nine to five. Right. And maybe that becomes an issue because a lot of entrepreneurs, they talk about how when they were working jobs, they were they were always beefing with their employers. They were always, they, they, they weren't a good employee because they were constantly right. making trouble in it. I mean, just look at Steve Jobs. I mean, he just, you know, like I feel like instead of seeing it as like, oh, I'm just bad. I'm just not a good employee and, and labeling it as like, oh i'm just weird or whatever investigate that like think about why is it that i don't i cannot work nine to five yeah why do i not fit in why do i not fit in why don't i care about this um this subject or this industry maybe it's because i don't agree with this industry like i was talking to an entrepreneur she was like she works in an industry she doesn't like because she feels like she doesn't agree with 
the the, the practices and that's important to understand it's right. not just like you don't like it and like oh everyone else likes it it's like that's why she's starting her own company now yeah. because she doesn't like what she sees and like she wants to work in the industry but she wants to change it and that's mm -hmm. important because now you are you are planting a seed for some something that a lot of other people feel and yeah. they don't see examples of it so I guess just to sum this all up, being an outsider, being a misfit yeah. is actually maybe the greatest gift you can receive. I think it's a, gr I because, think it's a gift. Because it naturally creates all these constraints mm -hmm. around you, which will naturally force you into entrepreneurship or into your dream life yeah, or into yeah. your the own journey that world. makes sense for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good because it's going to feel uncomfortable now. But when you are very happy with what you see in your life and very happy with what you've created, maybe you've even changed a community. Maybe you've changed people's lives. Who knows? Right. You're looking at yourself in the future going to be like, thank God I felt like a weirdo back then. Right. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't have ever created this. Yep. And I think that's something that it's hard to see now while you're in it, yeah. while you're always having to defend yourself. You're always having to tell people why you're doing what you're doing or why you quit your job or why you're not, you don't want to have kids right now. Like if, if, the, if you can see yourself in the future, you're going to be like, that was a hundred percent worth it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing I wanted to say is that when I wanted to bring it back to what you said, like you see opportunities that other people don't when you're right. misunderstood, when you think differently about mm -hmm. normal things, that's an example of what we were just talking about. Like if you, I'm just making this up. Like if you have never seen, maybe you're somebody who finds sports to be a very emotional thing. Okay. Wow. Like, and it doesn't even have to be a wild take. It could be something as simple as that. You're like, I've always been an emotional basketball player. I don't know. That's, that could be a niche, really right? Get into it. You know, really get into it. And you're just like, I don't see a, a support group for that. I don't see people talking about that enough. Like, I just feel like sports is a very emotional thing. And you start finding, you start looking at the realm or the industry of sports in a completely different way. You start tying it to how like emotions can affect your performance and how like the this, psychology, the of, psychology of it. You start looking into all these different things that people who are probably just playing for, you know, performance or p playing for money or whatever. They right. don't see this. Right. They're like, OK, it's not that big of a deal. And you're going to get people who are like, it's not that serious, but it's serious to you. And don't take that as a sign as like, I'm just being emotional. You take it as a sign of like, this is important to me. I have a gift in seeing this opportunity yeah. that no one yeah. else sees. And now I can make something out of this opportunity instead of passing it off. And like, there's a reason why no one else sees it, because you, your unique characteristics, your traits, your perspective your experience that has brought you to a point where you see that as an opportunity and that's why it's kind of it's like i feel like entrepreneurs are like the chosen ones like if you look at like the like any like hero movie like you're the chosen one because you see it and no one else does and maybe that creates a, a whole new side of sports or a whole new thing within sports where other people are like, finally, like it wasn't that big enough of a deal to them to start it, right. but it actually is impacting their life. And because you saw that opportunity, you can create something that yeah. no one else can create or no one else has created. And that kind of resonates with my experience starting the data entrepreneurs. Cause yeah. this time last year I was looking for this community yeah. of both like technical data people yeah. Yeah. but also people that are entrepreneurial and they want to start mm -hmm. their own business. Mm -hmm. And I was looking, I would find tons of communities of data people, right. tons of communities of entrepreneurs. But never together. But, yeah, but never together. So I eventually just, I was like, okay, I have to make it myself yeah. because no one else is going to do it. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work to like, I could tell like <laughs> when I would like float this idea to people, they're like, yeah, that would be great. But I think the first thought is like, man, that's going to be a ton of work and I'm yeah. already busy. Yeah. And that, you know, that's what held me back. I didn't 
you know, probably waited like three months before actually like committing and starting the discord and all that. But I ultimately did. And I'll get messages now yeah. and I'll talk to people and they'll say, dude, this is exactly what I was looking for. Like I was, I was looking for this wow, exact community. That's crazy. It's like, it's like, that's, that's who I was. Like I was in mm-hmm. that position too. And it's like, okay, I'm not the only one. Other mm-hmm. people are after this. So you just never know right. um, who else is a weirdo, an outsider, an outcast, <laughs> like <you. laughs> just like you. <laughs> and they're just waiting for someone to do that extra bit of work. And at the end of the day, it's not a whole lot of extra work. It's maybe like four hours a week yeah. that I, you know, spend on this community. But it's important to you. And I think it's it makes it it makes it easier when things are important to you to do them for a long period of time or do them if they're even like two extra, four, eight hours extra yeah. of work because it means something to you. Right. And that's the thing. It doesn't like the person who said that, like obviously it does mean something to him, but not enough for him to start the whole organization. So yeah. that's why I feel like, and right. maybe there's something he's going to start right. that is like, Oh, thank like someone's going to be like, thank you for starting that because it means enough to him to start it. And I think that's, what's so important about seeing people's individuality and your unique gifts, because that's what everyone can do for each other. Yep. Um, Dan Coe was saying that in his um, YouTube videos, like everyone is an entrepreneur. Um, and I think that's so true because in any capacity, your gifts help other people. Mm. naturally there's something you do on a day-to-day that is help whether it's your job whether it's how you talk to your friends whether it's your family there is something that you do that someone around you can't do and they appreciate that you can do it for them or hopefully they do but like that's the thing like we're all unique and talented in our own way so like why would we suppress that because someone else thinks it's weird mm-hmm. because it's helping someone like yeah. your gifts are helping someone so i think to bring to bring up another point with that is that if you don't craft your life around your gifts like it's not going to happen i want that to be very clear <laughs> we had a friend <laughs> We had a friend <laughs> say we were talking about business and if he's listening, he'll know who he is. <laughs> like, <laughs> Or maybe he forgot. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he forgot because I think it's something that we took <laughs> like, well, but like, I don't think he noticed. But like um, he said that like we talk about businesses and he was saying that he wouldn't mind if his business idea blew up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he wouldn't mind if it, if it happened to get a million dollars in revenue or something. And I just thought that was so funny because it's just like that's just not going to happen by chance. And if it does, <laughs> I I do think it could happen in a way, but there's still some effort that you have to put towards mm-hmm. something like that to just happen. It's kind of like the people who blow up overnight. Did they really blow up overnight? Like the actual instance of them blowing up probably was overnight, but it's probably like you look back at their life and they've been doing this thing for like right. since they were 10, you know. Most people that blow up, they've been putting in a lot of work and time into it. Right. But there's always like that very small percentage, that 1%, that 0.1% that it really just happened overnight, overnight. like kind they of just, blew up right but those are also the ones that don't really last because mm. there's a necessity mm-hmm. to the grind to the failures and all the lessons yeah. you learn along the way yeah. you know and if you never really learn those lessons and you just kind of like just by chance kind of blow up overnight you're not going to be equipped with the skills right. to make it last yeah um when it things get hard or like fully or... capitalize on it yeah exactly. it's like uh it's that Kendrick Lamar song with Dr. Dre on it. He mm. said anyone can get it, but the hard part is keeping it. It, it. Really, that's true. I think like the journey teaches you what you need to know. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the journey, you're you, you can you can still 
start the journey even after you blow up but some people when you yeah. get the, when you get the dopamine hits so quickly oh, and so yeah. fast ugh, it's Let's hard look at child stars. it's yeah i know i know like literally like it's hard to keep a sane brain while all of that's happening to you it's like you're you're not thinking clearly it's like hormones <laughs> like mm-hmm. um but no i i just think if you don't use your gifts if you don't craft your life around those gifts it's yeah. not going your life isn't going to magically just start moving things right. around for you this was uh oh no sorry. go ahead i was gonna say this was like a big thing for me too I, I felt like at a certain point in my life i was just waiting for things to get better yeah and i was just like oh yeah i think one day you know things are just going to get better like success is going to knock on my door and mm-hmm. you know everything's going to be great but then probably around like the anxiety time era i think one of the big lessons was like no one's coming to save you mm. like you have you put yourself in the situation you have to get yourself out of the situation yeah and you know it's just the realization like your environment isn't just going to conveniently arrange itself <laughs> to match your yeah. goals to match your dreams if you want that life you have to force your environment to, to kind of match what you want yeah like i mean i wrote a blog on this sort of on this topic like okay we the the premise of the blog is like we can't all live the same life and expect to be happy like we can't do that it's not going to happen that's why you have to purposely disrupt things in your life you need to be a disruptor whoa like (laughs) you need to kind of have like the willingness to put a bomb in the middle of your life sometimes if it's necessary because a lot of us like we've built up this very like perfectly curated by society standards Mm. life where it's like i'm doing the right thing in every category I'm getting I'm doing the right job because it's lucrative right now. I, I'm with the right person because I've heard that this is a, these are the traits you need in a partner. Right. And it's it's very like it's curated, but like the wrong way. It's like curated to the norm rather than to what you want. And so right. by the time you realize that this is not necessarily my dream life, you kind of have to like throw a bomb in it and just start all over from scratch sometimes right. and and not that's not everybody's case but there is an aspect of your life that will have to be disrupted heavily and i think the dream life isn't necessarily the outcomes like having the nice car and having the nice house or even the dream partner it's like the point of a dream life is that you are good at making decisions that align with you Mm. Like you're really, really good at making decisions that are in line with you. It's really nothing about the outcomes. Like if you are good at saying no and yes to the right things, you are already living the dream. Mm. Because that's what people who aren't living the dream don't know how to do. It's not that the people who aren't living the dream can't get a nice car or can't get a nice house or can't have this like cool swanky job. It's the fact that they don't know how to make decisions that match what they want. And I think whenever you make decisions that match, you understand yourself enough to know what you like, what you don't like, and you're able to respectfully navigate that in the world around people, you have the secret to the dream life. You know what I mean? Like you have it in you. And I think when you find the opportunities, when you find the gifts that you have, your challenge now is to start rearranging things to fit what you want, how you want it. Um, And that's an every, I feel like that's an everyday decision. Whether it's like your habits, whether it's like who you speak to, what you what you have going on, like that's an everyday decision and it's hard to keep up. It's a, it's a practice rather than mm-hmm. just like an outcome. A dream life to me, I just realized this last week, but it's, it's more of a, a practice. It's kind of like the right. working out. It's kind of like the right. spirituality. It's like it's something you choose every day. And it then when you're cho- making the right decisions and choosing the right things, you're able to manifest these amazing opportunities. And right. everyone's like, wow, like that job was made for her or like, right. wow, she looks 
looks so good. Like, how does she look like? And I don't think that is necessarily like, oh, I just happened to choose the right workout. Right. It's 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 less about that. It's like I'm choosing myself every single day. Like mm. that, I think, is what creates yeah. a good a relationship with a good life you yeah, know it's kind of yeah. like a partner it's like right. it's not that it's just like oh they happen to work so well they just they're so cool together it's like we're choosing the relationship every single day it's a practice every single day and it could be as simple as like in an email you get an uh, opportunity to do something like some cool opportunity but it's it's a lot of money you'd meet a lot of people but it's not the people you want to meet right. it's not it, it it's not the subject that you care about right and if you're not in your values, you're not thinking in your values, you're going to choose things that don't align with you and be like, right. why am I not happy? Why is this not my dream? Like, yeah. I have a dream life, someone's yeah. dream life, but it's not mine. And yeah. I think it's because you're not choosing what you, your gifts. You're not choosing the right opportunities. And you're not. And when you don't choose those, it's hard to make a life that fits exactly what you want. I really like what you said yesterday. What? When you said your biggest fear is to wake up one mm. day like in your 60s or 70s yeah. or whatever and look back on your life mm. and realize you lived someone else's life mm. or you yeah. didn't live your own life yeah like oh i lived a life that's not mine yeah that's yeah. What, that's how you said yeah, it. yeah 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 no i i think that i know some other i know people they're like my biggest fear is to like not have people around me when i'm like dying mm. or something mm -hmm. if i lived my fullest life mm -hmm. i'm gonna be okay i think it'd be like i don't know maybe that's just me and i don't know i obviously haven't been on my deathbed yet but I, I to me that would be the scariest thing is to like realize i didn't live my life the one i didn't right. do the things i said i wanted to do right i never tried failing i never tried like that would eat me up mm. like if i was working at a corporate job and i did that until I was like on my deathbed mm -hmm. and I'd never even tried starting this podcast. I never even tried to be a full-time creator. I would be like, mm -hmm. I hate myself. Yeah, I would. And maybe it's not that scary to people, but that would be right. the worst case scenario for me. So and I think, <clears throat> I don't know why I just thought of this, but there's another caveat here where there are some people that the norm the normal journey right. that is their dream life exactly and there's and nothing wrong there's with nothing that wrong with it either you know? if that's your dream like by all means like i've seen people who thrive in that right life. and i think maybe the reason we're not kind of harping on that journey mm -hmm. is because you're going to get so much positive feedback from right, society right. already right, right. you know you get like that you're VP. not misunderstood yeah. like you're just not <laughs> you get the like the vp finance job you yeah. get the nice house you get the nice car you get the nice education you get the nice family no one's going to be like man you shouldn't do that <laughs> you shouldn't keep doing that <laughs> no one's going to discourage you um but um I think that's also like, you know, there are no rules. Yeah. Your values, your goals are yours. And, you know, whatever that looks like for you, I think that's what's important. Mm -hmm. And if everyone just even like went 10%, <clears throat> you know, just kind of lived through their goals and values, just, you know, 10% more, more, you yeah. know, I think everyone would reap the benefits of that. We'd all be better off. Yeah. No, I agree. I, um, I want to talk about how we've been misunderstood. Oh, yeah. Just to give some... I know the people who are misunderstood will probably relate with this part. But um, 
what does a misunderstood life really look like? And what what do you always hear as someone who's misunderstood? Recently, I had a conversation with family and they're just like, so you quit your job? And then they're like, so what are you doing now? And I can't explain <laughs> what I'm up to because not only is my field like technical. Yeah, it's hard to understand. Data science so, yeah, is like, complicated. It's, this this stuff is like complicated and hard to understand and kind of inaccess- inaccessible in some ways. But also it's hard to understand because I'm doing it on my own. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, <laughs> it's so hard to explain mm-hmm. it because it's, it's not like you're doing data science at Toyota. Right. And people are like, I don't really know what data science is, but I know to- Toyota. So good job. Good job. Or Great. it's not like, you know, I'm doing something that makes sense. But on my own, like right. I'm doing accounting. Right. I'm <laughs> making know? it. I'm starting an accounting firm. Yeah. Or I'm myself. starting a law firm or something. Right. It's like, okay, going out on your own is super risky. But, you know, being a lawyer is very safe or being an accountant is really safe. Right. Or being a doctor so is really job. safe. Yeah, so good job. <laughs> but this is like on both levels. They're like, what the <laughs> They're fuck? They're like, this kid's <laughs> fucked. Because <laughs> I think you would typically somewhere in your explanation there's data science he also has to explain like he started this community called the data entrepreneurs never to exist so no one knows what that is and then you have to say that you're also a content creator okay what is he making content about what is content and then it's like oh i also have like i think the most understandable thing about your career right now is the fact that you consult people yeah the consulting so that's typically you know i can't tell people the full story (laughs) i can only tell them a piece of it yeah So I'll just say like I do consulting because, you know, that, you know, at least it has some prospect of cash flow. And that is where my money comes from. (laughs) That's where all the revenue comes from right now. But I I was just telling you the other day because we both consult in our respective fields, me and marketing and content. But I feel like that's like it sucks because that's what people understand. But I feel like that's the most boring part of like what i do maybe yeah, I not for you not like physically boring mm-hmm. like when i'm actually doing it but like title wise that's like the most like sure understandable like, yeah, oh, yeah yeah okay i get it but i feel like you know maybe with b- both of our journeys like mm-hmm. the what we like about it is not just like one piece of it but the right, full picture right the full picture is what we get excited about and where our passion lies because we're trying to build our unique and ideal jobs or from you, all the things that yeah, we're doing. It's something that fully aligns with us. And if we're just talking about one slice of it, it's like, yeah, there are aspects of that that I really enjoy, right. but it's not where all my passion lies. Mm-hmm. The the passion lies in the full picture. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to like, you know, convey the passion when I'm only telling part of the one story. One piece of the puzzle. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what you and I take our pride in create curating the dream life Mm. the lifestyle that we're living it's yeah and i I think you put it perfectly it's less about like if i tell someone i'm a consultant like i'm I'm, i consult people in marketing it's just kind of like okay then i start i feel like i feel in my brain that i sound like everyone else and i hate that and i'm like that's not really what makes me special it's like how i'm putting it all together and my you know my brand and like what i'm building and it that's way too complex not like much really complex but in terms of like understanding because when you tell people you're starting a business they're thinking oh money i feel like they're right. thinking yeah how are you making money exactly and we're not really making that right. much money at all <laughs> and we're so excited about it and i think that's so confusing for people yeah. because they're like you're excited about something that's never 
existed and it doesn't really make a lot of sense and you're kind of doing what everyone else is doing i feel like that's what it sounds translates to in their head and they're yeah. like I, at this point i feel like you and i don't bother that much yeah unless well, someone is actually interested in it yeah it's, it's easy to be misunderstood because we don't think of value Mm-hmm. to be equivalent to money mm-hmm. i think we have a much more general perspective and interpretation of the word value yeah you know what i mean like value is your time value mm-hmm. is your attention value is how you feel your energy value is being creative mm-hmm. value is you know it can be anything value is your freedom yeah 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 um values like the relationships that you have with like-minded people yeah. and with your partner you know and so like for me, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode, like I feel so much more rich now, even so, though I'm making a fraction of what I was making. Yeah. You know, even though the, the money side of the value is a lot smaller, I feel like when you add everything together, I feel more rich now because of like the relationships I'm building, like yeah. the freedom I have, mm-hmm. the the things that I'm learning, the ways that I'm growing today that i wasn't like four months ago yeah yeah and i think that is what is this kind of more general view of value is what makes us so excited and so happy excited but also misunderstood oh yeah yeah (laughs) because people don't yeah i don't think people feel the same way they can definitely understand it but it's not it's not how they live there it's not the rules that dictate their life yeah so i think it's hard for them to be like okay that's great but like so what are you gonna eat like how are you gonna put food on the table it's still not i think it's understandable but it doesn't necessarily translate to where they're like oh yeah i feel that too because him and i always talk about like lately we just wake up and we're like wow like and i want to give you context because i I think being honest is very important and i really want to show what it looks like Mm -hmm. it's like him and i are probably collectively making i wouldn't even say a grand or two no we're making more than that we are you made a grand last month okay yeah yeah I'm, i made a grand last month from content <laughs> and then consulting is probably going to be another grand but i mean it's not a lot it's of money. not a lot we a are making we went from making almost 20 grand 20 grand a month, a month <laughs> collectively to now we're not even making five like oh yeah probably like th- three, two, three two or three maybe a month and we're living predominantly on savings yeah and we you know what's funny is that even though i'm sure our lifestyle has changed i don't shop nearly as much and mm-hmm. i'm somebody who was spend spending a thousand dollars on clothes shoes accessories things like home decor that wasn't unusual for me on, mm-hmm. a, on a given month that'd be like a ooh, that'd be like a bad month but that wouldn't be like you know crazy and we were traveling and we still find ways to we'd travel also eat out a lot we used to eat out a lot you know we were talking about this too like we went to like nobu for fun nobu north north italia just like, you know, like sushi spots all everywhere. like we were on a regular sunday spending two hundred dollars eating out was pretty normal yeah and i think that's just to paint the picture of now i spend my expenses outside of our like living expenses because he takes care of most of our living expenses my expenses are like a thousand dollars now and that they used to be like five Mm -hmm. and we wake up now and we're just like oh my god look at the sun like well i wake (laughs) up and i'm fucking tired (laughs) yeah he wakes up at 4 a.m so i wake up at like days like this seven and i'm just like wow like just i'm just so happy to see the sun out or make my tea just make my chai like that's what excites me these days and then like putting on some jazz music and 
having no Slack messages to answer right first thing in the morning, or I don't have to open my email to all these annoying requests. And, you know, I don't have like to manage 15 clients. Like I feel just so rich in time. I feel so rich in energy. I get to have my two to three hour morning routine of journaling and breathing and for doing my skincare watching a youtube video like to me that just feels i'm still kind of like in awe of it sometimes but i'm just like i love this lighting a candle like romanticizing my morning and my nighttime that to me is something that i'm like i will never have a life without this now because like and i, I tried before i would have a little bit but it, it just it would always be interrupted mm. i have a if i have a call in the morning i have a call in the morning and it's like that's my money I can't like not attend the calls. I can't, even though I was working freelance before um, for the past, I would say the last eight months of my freelance career, I was doing full time with one client though. So it was like a full-time job basically. And I just, if I was frustrated about something, it would take all day. It just would ruin my energy. Like one annoying Slack message would just carry on the whole week. It, It was just, I felt, I didn't feel clear. And also at the same time, I had a lot more money and to me, at the time, having more money was just a lot more decision making. Mm. And I would be like, now I can't afford to do this luxury spa experience. Which one do I have to choose? Now I have to hunt to find the best one. And then, oh, I can't afford these shoes. But like, you know, you know, I want to make sure that I'm getting a little bit of a deal. So let me, it was just a lot more decision making. And then if people said, let's go on vacation, I would actually consider it. Mm-hmm. And even if I didn't really feel the vacation or the place right, or whatever, right. I would just think about it more because I had the options. But now we don't have any options. We, we, I mean, if we vacation, it has to be very small and has to be very like perfectly fit into our budget and our, yeah. our schedules gotta and check multiple boxes yeah and now that we're actually doing what we want to do we're very picky about what we choose to do and right. it's almost like a non-issue if something doesn't fit because i'm like well i don't have money to do that anyway so why right. would i even consider go right. and it makes like, things easy we, we we're gonna go to italy uh, july this july this but past we, we july. didn't go because, but we didn't you know it didn't make sense by the time that you know it's it like, was time to pay for the trip we were like, like we don't have any money go on the trip or have one month's expenses and savings made like, that decision yeah we'll very we'll easy. take a month <laughs> yeah we'll take a month and before that would have been like a oh well now we need to no, before or... it would have been like yeah of course yeah but then it's more decisions along with that it's like right. oh okay so what flight and then we got to choose what day we got to take off work and yeah. it, was just, it was just a lot of stuff it's it's when you're not living in your yeah. goals and your values things are so unclear you, i feel like you all also like will overcompensate Mm -hmm. in other ways Mm -hmm. which not only doesn't push you toward your goals yeah it's just like you're just trying to cope with not living in your goals and values yeah no it's like it's everything else becomes a coping mechanism for what you don't want to be doing and i i think that's true that's i think that's why i was shopping all the time Mm -hmm. i think that's why i was going on trips and the trips were average sometimes like they weren't even that great even like our europe trip after i I graduated you were not happy (laughs) i know and that was so weird for me because i thought europe would be this play and i i do like it i love going there and i feel like i'm yeah. more at home there at times but i think just the the 
the way there was a lot of factors that fed into that trip but I think to sum it up like I wasn't I wasn't healthy mentally physically I wasn't exercising we got really fat during that trip like we were just eating too much we were both so busy and stressed because I was working this job it was very unorganized in terms of like how I was receiving work so I just felt like I was overworking and and to me when things aren't organized I think I overcompensate and try to organize more and do more and that wasn't necessarily necessary either or helping and then he was graduating and he had like three ceremonies that we had to attend and um because he was getting his phd and so we had like prior to when we left for europe not only did we not have time to plan anything we barely got time to book the hotel and then he had all these ceremonies and parties like he had a big graduation party so by the time we went to the trip i think i was exhausted we were just checking one box but like now like we have no other option but to check at least two boxes. Like we're not like the only reason you're going to Europe is so you can also meet up with Deborah. My friend like yeah. who is was was my talent manager and we are very aligned. I feel inspired and when mm-hmm. we get together, we make like we create more for each other's businesses. And right. I feel like that's helpful. So you like now you're checking two boxes where before and i'm also getting content there right so So three three boxes where before you had the means and this like desire to just just do it to check one box and that was fine because anything that wasn't you know working the job that you didn't like was fine you know what i mean but now it's like you're the more constraints kind of make life more meaningful yeah 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 Um, i know it makes things it makes things better in a way and i feel mentally i feel free like i'm not making all these decisions that don't matter i have little money and i have the thing that means the most to me which is my career right now and if things don't fit into those categories we don't worry about it Mm -hmm. and that's just like i don't even have the energy to expend to worry about it and you're kind of really focusing your attention and your time and your you know resources toward the things that matter to you and when you do that instead of it draining you so instead of giving your time your attention your energy to something that drains you and you know doesn't give anything back right feeding something that gives gives you fuel that fuels you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so that's that's kind of like the downside of like working a job that isn't aligned with you yeah because you'll feed it your energy and it'll just like kickback money yeah. money's you know it's important you need yeah. money to survive um but a lot of times you know if you're getting too much money then you're gonna start being wasteful and you're gonna start right. creating these unnecessary decisions that's you where know? lifestyle creep comes in yeah yeah <laughs> but if you're feeding something that fuels you even if it's not giving you like half the income a fourth of the income if you're still able to like pay the bills and survive yeah you know you you, you get more energy back and you get to use that energy. yeah exactly like and then to- eventually it all snowballs to where even though like you make little money at first you just get to the point where you're just so productive and you're so aligned with your work that you're making even more than you were making in that job right okay let's that's the hope at least (laughs) okay let's talk about some of the pushback that we get and i'm really curious about everyone else's too so please 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 if you're comfortable like put them in the comments what people tell you when you're describing your dream life or telling them what you want to do or what you're going to do regardless of their opinion i want to talk about some of the pushback we get and some of the decisions we've made Mm -hmm. going on this journey um i got one that just came to mind unless did you have one i have one i have but i want to see if it's the same thing because we get the same comment yeah (laughs) um 
And this one, it's not unreasonable. It's actually very <laughs> okay. reasonable. And I would probably give someone it, this advice too. Okay. Which is, you know, you had left your full-time client. Yeah. Was this the same one? Yeah, yes. It was, it was like, this was in the same category. Okay, so yeah. you had left your full-time client and I was still working at Toyota. Yeah. And I was saying... Yeah, I want to also leave. And then everyone was like, no, don't do that. Don't. That's not a good <laughs> idea. You should wait till, you know, if he's back on track and stable and then you can leave and then, you know, you can be the risky one and trying to get something. Right. But I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. You know, like just being in it. I mean, maybe I wouldn't be able to fully put it into words mm -hmm. why it didn't make sense and present the argument but i just kind of knew in your body yeah you know what things my gut was right. telling me like no i i think this is a better decision even though it's like okay now she has uncertain instable or unstable <laughs> in income and now i also have unstable income and we're both in this situation together like yeah. everyone everyone's like not a single God person damn. was like that's a good idea <laughs> i know i don't <laughs> think any, i don't think anyone agreed yeah if i saw someone doing that too i'd be like Ooh, you know yeah i would knows? i would if i was in their position i'd also say like yeah maybe wait till the spouse has a stable thing and then you can kind of take the risk but you know one thing i i think why you and i were like that doesn't make sense um, and why it was very quick for us to say that doesn't make sense is because we both know that we're about to be in this for a minute. It's right. not going to be like, let's wait till if he gets back on her feet, if he's not getting back on her feet for, for a while. few years. Yeah. Like, I think we both knew that. But for other people, they're like, oh, if you're starting a business, you just want to make money. But right. on your own. And it's like, no, 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 no. I want to start a whole new life. Right. And that's going to take a long time. So I was just like, it's better that you get started as soon as possible. Right. Because you and I will figure it out mm -hmm. money wise and living wise. But entrepreneurship is also about timing. And if you don't do things at the right time, it's not that it's too late. But sometimes, and someone said this on another podcast, like you just get to live in that life that you want longer if you do it at the right time. If you do it sooner than later you just get more time living the life that you want versus the one that you don't want mm -hmm. and i am very sensitive to people obviously living lives that they don't want to live mm. so i saw after a year of him just like working at his job and like his corporate job and just kind of putting energy in that i just felt like he wasn't where he could be he wasn't living the potential that he wanted to and that's right. your whole mission, mission. you yeah. know and and it just like it felt like i could never tell you to to keep Wait. doing that yeah uh, if you didn't want to do that if you wanted to for a period of time for a means to an end i'd be like okay fine but i felt awful too because like i was just like starting to explore this new life and i just felt like he was having to give 40 hours of his week that he could like and he's such a productive person that i'm like if he was just putting that energy into his own stuff, yeah. he could be making moves like, right. you know, and so I just felt like I could never say you have to do that. Was that the thing you had? I had several, okay. <laughs> I had several things. So one thing is like our career choices, um, which is also hard to explain. We, we've said this, like it's hard to explain because it's not just a, a job that we're after. It's a life that we're after mm. and, and a brand that we're after. It's like so many, it's, it's hard to just explain that to people. But two, I think um, we have, been in a relationship for seven years um it'll be seven years this next month i think yeah, yeah. and so uh one of the things that i don't really know how to describe it but 
I feel like him and I have done things always at our own time when we want to right. do things. And it's something I take pride in in our relationship because we always have an idea of when things are at the right time for us. And I feel like we're never wrong. Like we don't miss. If we say that we're going to like get engaged at this period, I feel like it's the right time to get engaged. If we say we're going to move in together, it's the right time to move in together. Like nothing has ever felt off. I will admit our engagement, we got engaged in March in Bali. There was, that was a trip. It's on my TikTok if you want to watch the vlogs. That was a trip. We got food poisoning and we were delayed four days in Korea. So anyway, but I feel like there was a lot of pressure from outside people of like, you guys have been together so long. Where's the ring? Where's this? Where's that? And like, I just felt like him and I did not feel that way. At the time we were living together, like it was the first year we were living together. And I didn't necessarily foresee that we would be living together before we were engaged. But to me, it just felt like the right time. And I feel like we're just on point when it comes to our timing. And I felt like the engagement was like not way off, but I think maybe you felt pressure from people to propose faster. Maybe, I don't know. But But I would say like, like it felt right like being engaged yeah you it know, does I've, feel I've, right now. it does feel right. right like calling you fiance feels yeah. right yeah and i feel like it could feel right for like a year or two you know yeah and that's another thing because i think where everyone's like the wedding the wedding first of all we don't want a wedding right right now. right now right now we want a wedding and i want to have this wedding this dream italian tuscany wedding with like 50 people like when I have means, I'm talking about like means, like I want to go all out. I'm going to go buck wild. I've always envisioned my wedding like I'm paying for a lot of shit because I want people to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I'm the kind of person that like if I dream it, I think it can also be reality. It's not like a, oh, you know, well, this is life now, so I can't do that anymore. It's like, no, I still want that to happen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now everyone is like when they talk to us, their focus is on your wedding, which I don't. I understand why they would say that, but our focus is so somewhere else that we're like, what? Like the wedding stuff sounds extremely boring to me. I don't care about necessarily being engaged like the way that I feel other people feel about it. Like I know for me, I've always wanted to be married. I know I wanted to be engaged, but to me, I just want that to be something that's like ours and we get to bask in it. Like I feel like I loved our dating period because it was just so, it was such a, era like Mm -hmm. and i want our engagement to be an era so it's not like i'm trying to rush into the next step of like now i'm ready to be a wife it's like i just want to enjoy every part of our relationship and that's another thing i think at least for me i think there's always the pressure is always on the girl to like Mm. find this stuff fascinating and entertaining and i don't um that's another thing that i think people find (laughs) weird about me is that like i don't really care about that right now and um feel when i say that i think it off-putting like even if people understand it they're like oh what's wrong and i'm like no it's nothing's wrong i just don't care about it It, i'm not into i'm exhausted about the topic i really am and i think it's because i have more priority i'm trying to figure out how we're going to survive like i don't really care about a wedding and all this stuff but we for cultural reasons have to have two of them next year we'll um, see what happens we'll see what, and we're hoping that something happens that we don't have to so that's another thing another thing is um kids i don't think that's something that we we, we want it but not right now 
And I think because everyone's been together so long and now comes the wedding and now comes the kids and we're like, no, 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 no. Now comes the career that we've always wanted to build. And like for us, we've entered this era of our life where we can start creating everything we want. We don't have school. We don't have to, uh, you know, work necessarily like for other people. Like we're finally able to start doing what we want. And Mm -hmm. I think that's everyone else's perception is they can finally have kids and get married and we're like no so i feel like we get a lot of pushback about that and then i think the last thing we get pushback about is a house Mm, is buying a house um we live in texas and i think that's a very common thing because everybody has property here everyone has their own land and blah 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 like compared to you know like a new york um we're living in an apartment till you're however old is not that you know uncommon because there's no space but there's a lot of space here so everybody thinks you need to get a house right away and renting is like very frowned upon i feel Mm -hmm. like and i i'm not opposed to houses i we want to kind of get into real estate at some point but i i think right now it doesn't seem like such a priority to me because it doesn't make sense it doesn't really make sense with our lifestyle we are very we like to be flexible because our if we had a, a business trip that is priority over a house thing Mm -hmm. right now like to me that would be a priority and that may not be the priority for everyone else they want to get more stable they want to stay home more they want to be in the ground and for me i'm like wherever my career takes me i'm going Mm. so having some property that i have to worry about if something something goes wrong with it i'm gonna have to maintain it that is going to piss me off if i have to yeah put distraction so renting makes more sense for us and it's more expensive and sometimes and it it really depends yeah i mean it depends on the house you get because like here in texas you know yeah if you look at my mom's house for example and you know, she has her mortgage and you kind of like look at the bills and it kind of comes to being less than what we're paying. But then what happened? There was a hailstorm and she had to replace the roof. <laughs> the Dang. There was like this heat wave and the AC blew out. And so it's like, is it really cheaper? Yeah, I don't know. And People are a lot of times fight. it's not because you have so. to maintain the house. You have to fix things when it goes wrong here. When if something goes wrong. I mean, it's a new build, but even still, like if something goes wrong, we call maintenance. It's not our problem. And we, and we can not focus only, on other stuff. Not only do we not have to pay anything, mm-hmm. we don't have to worry fix it. about it. We don't have to think about yeah. it. It's not organized. Then we got to be home for the person to fix the thing. And right. All this stuff. And like that's beneficial for us right now because our priorities are elsewhere. And I think that's when we tell people that they're like, what else could you prioritize? Like, this is your And it's like, I don't want that right now. I don't want a house. Like, yeah. I, I when I want a house, I do really want to take care of it, right. but that's not right now. Yeah. And I think that's another thing. Like you might be doing things in reverse order. You yeah. might be doing things in a different order that people are like, why would you do it in that order? That doesn't make sense. But they don't see where you're going all the time. It would for them to understand what you're doing right now would have to require them to see the bigger picture. And if they don't see that bigger picture, of course, it's going to look like it doesn't make sense. We've heard that from our friends <laughs> like they're like your life you know scares me <laughs> like how you live and it's like yeah if you didn't see the vision i had it would be scary look mm-hmm. like these people are just doing random things for no reason at all but they don't see where we're trying to get so that's another thing like i if people don't have your vision everything you're doing is gonna look silly and they're gonna misunderstand it so mm-hmm. and, that, and that's okay yeah you just if, as long as you know your vision as long as you know where you're going and you're actively working towards it it doesn't matter. They'll see it eventually when right. things line up in the way that you planned it. So trust or trust yourself and your gut. And I this mean, was actually something I wanted to say uh, when mm. we were talking about it earlier. I think two things happen 
uh, as you kind of keep going along the journey, you yeah. know, it's like one, you start getting more proof, like yeah. more things start happening that make sense to people, like more concrete things. Cause right. like when you're just like living, you know, living in your values or like living with your goals, like these are very abstract things and like, they don't okay. really mean anything yeah. uh, to people. But once you start getting like these, like more concrete things that start happening, like a brand deal or you hit a certain number of subscribers, subscribers yeah. or the revenue gets to a certain point. Like mm -hmm. these more concrete things start happening. Yeah. Those are things people can start to understand more readily and, like, and make oh, sense. Like, yeah, I, I made 10 grand last month through my content. It's like, oh, that's shit. Okay. That's, maybe now you can the start. Business. They're going to be like, no, oh, okay. I see why you're rearranging things for this content. And right. it's like, it starts to make sense to people. To make sense. And then another thing that happens is you get better at articulating it yeah. because the vision and the, the journey becomes more clear to you. Right. It's getting more clear and it's getting more concrete. And mm -hmm. I think, um, I like this. Uh, I don't know who said it, but I feel like people say it all the time. They're like, you're always crazy until it works. Yeah. You always sound silly. You always sound crazy until the thing that you're talking about actually pans out. Right. And everyone's like, oh, that's like, what you're talking about. Imagine how like crazy some of the people that you look up to now, how crazy their job must have sounded when they were broke. It probably right. sounded like they were nuts, but they saw the vision. I, I can't think of somebody who's like, Sounds really ridiculous. But Maybe no like one else Mr. Beast, literally yeah, Mr. counting Beast. to 100,000 or something. Like he's making videos about pretend game shows and giving people money. And like, do you know how silly that sounded? Like if he were telling somebody, his employer, if he was like, I don't know, at the time, like 18, telling his employer, like, I'm going to make, I'm going to become a multimillionaire, like probably billionaire eventually. I'm going to become a multimillionaire with my youtube channel back in 2010 or what however old he was that sounds stupid that sounded so stupid back then i'm, I'm sure because first of all youtube back then probably just started like it was just becoming a thing and then not only that not just making youtube videos about like very practical and serious stuff he's making youtube videos about whatever he wants that wasn't even a career back then like right. a legitimate career and it's like now he doesn't sound too crazy because like, being a YouTuber, when you say that, doesn't even sound crazy like as a job, let alone like now you're making things about whatever the hell you want. Back then, that would have sounded nuts. And it's like, I think sometimes you have to be okay with like, you know, maybe you're a visionary. Maybe you're just seeing things that people don't see, but you you really feel the passion for it. If you, you see something, <laughs> right? That's if you see something, you see something. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can't fight you on that, but you know when it's legitimate. You know when you feel it in your body and your bones that, like, no, I just feel like this is the right decision i think that's what you should follow or it's kind of like the flip side of it is that it would be so painful yeah. if that never became a reality like right. that you know company didn't exist that service didn't exist that yeah. youtube channel didn't exist right. like that life for me didn't exist if that was so pain that idea is so painful i think that is when the real motivation Kind comes of kicks in. in and i think one thing is that him and i when we w a good thing we found is that when we feel underestimated we yeah. get motivated and maybe <laughs> you relate but um i think you can we use people's misunderstanding us as fuel to yeah. keep going it's kind of like no problem <laughs> you got it like you don't think i can do it but like i think that's something that we use as a positive thing and now i don't know if this is just because i feel so sure about my vision but like when people doubt or they don't they don't understand i'm just kind of like i almost find it funny 
it's like I le- legitimately I'm like oh silly girl I'm not trying to be like egotistical or anything but I, I just really feel like oh you, ju- you just don't see what I'm seeing mm. like you just don't get it yet but I can't wait to like show you what I'm saying right. you know vindication yeah it's I think vindication alright sorry guys we had a bathroom bait <laughs> I love bathroom baits we had <laughs> we had a bathroom break um it's we haven't eaten this morning so we're a little <laughs> under we're a little lightheaded i had a protein bar okay i had some goldfish okay how do you actually implement embracing the fact that you're misunderstood okay like how, what does this look like in practice exactly how, how do you does, cope with it exactly um i would say the biggest tip is to choose yourself practice choosing yourself make your dream life and what you want a priority because you're not going to mm. blow up on accident and maybe you will okay but probably won't it probably won't last if, if it does and the trick is to choose what you want and keep iterating like it's almost like a routine that you have to keep practicing like, yeah how can i make it better how can i make it better how can i make it better just like keep going and i feel like there's ways that you can make that happen in your actual life so one thing is to make your environment curated and fit into your dream life mm-hmm. like change up the aspects of your life or your environment or your habits or your friends or whatever to match what you have in your head set yourself up for success set yourself up for success you have to engineer that life yes so when it comes to how you plan your day we do quarterly goals Mm -hmm. we have planners we both have you know calendars and i think it's good to also have an accountability partner in that process um because it's like you need to make the you need to make it a priority you need to put it in practice into a plan a physical tangible plan yeah and then you need to a way to keep that um in check right you need something to keep that to stick a way for that to stick yeah so and of course this looks different for everyone you know how to navigate being misunderstood how to navigate moving toward right your dream life you know everyone's on their unique journey this is kind of more what's worked for us so far yeah and what we do setting yourself up for success that is something that was a big lesson to me for mm-hmm. me early on you have to make it easy for yourself mm. to be successful and I, I was telling you about this you know like part of my daily routine is like I wake up early and then the first thing I'll do is just like drink water and brush my teeth. And then at that point, I'm like up. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's pr- it's easier to go to the gym. Right. Then it's easier to go to the gym and not get back in bed and try to sleep more. Right. As opposed to if I would wake up and just sit in bed. If I just sat in bed when the alarm went off, it would actually be easier to go back to sleep and harder to go to the gym. Right. And so it's like these little micro things that you sort of discover uh, on a day-to-day basis and just through practice that tilt the odds into your favor. You know, tilt the odds into the favor of you going toward like success or going toward the life that you want Mm -hmm. and away from the life that you don't want. Yeah, and it's it's hard to keep it intact because assuming that you are misunderstood and not like everyone around you, I feel like there are not at least we've had we found it hard to find entrepreneurs around us mm-hmm. who are living the way that we live. So in a life or a world where you don't have a lot of examples around you, it's incredibly important to set yourself up for success because yeah. you are going to have so many examples of the way you don't want to live. Right. And you're going to see so many examples of that, that it's going to be hard to hold on to what you actually want, mm. you know? So I feel like there's like two buckets for this. Like okay. 
how we keep how we at least keep this in practice there's like a physical and there's like a mental mm. uh way that you have to affirm yourself into this life or this way of living um that people don't understand and that people are going to encourage you not to do mm. so i think physically there's so within the physical there's like a there's like an inward and outward process okay so physically there's going to be people that you have to combat that are going to be trying to creep their way into your life and then inward like you're saying I'm feeling tired today. I don't want to go go to the gym. That's like your mental process that you have to fight to keep the life that you want. Mm. Um, so I feel like for us, at least physically outward to people, we are very firm, but we're also very respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means saying no when things don't match or align and you don't have to be rude about it. But OK, this is assuming that you've made what you want a priority already. Right. Um, so you've put it in your calendar. You've you've put it on. You've written it down. You're thinking about it. We do quarterly goals just to make sure that we're on track. We are lucky to have an accountability partner within each other. But if you don't like find a friend or someone who's doing it with you or go out of your way to join communities of people like yourself um, so that you're always reminded even if you have to just follow people like right. entrepreneurs or people doing what you want to do to keep you reminded of the things that you believe in, have that in place. So that's number one. But then once you have it in place, that's where the physical and mental come in. So we're talking about the physical outward. Now there's going to be people who like your family, your friends, maybe the people who aren't doing what you're doing, who tell you like, let's go hang out or like, let's all try to work towards, you know, <laughs> some corporate job or like, let's all do this thing that just doesn't fit your lifestyle. Yeah. The one that that you've already outlined for yourself you have to say no you have to make decisions that maybe are uncomfortable but are very necessary yeah and just saying it in like a respectful way like you know sorry that doesn't work or like yeah. i'm not i can't do that like i can't do this week or you know probably next time or you know yeah. what i mean just like ways where you know you're just saying no essentially but you're saying it in a way that is not like rude and doesn't come off too harshly right because you have to understand that like maybe they don't see life the way you do so right. it's not their fault it's not like they're trying to be malicious, malicious they're not trying mean. to harm you they're you know? just they just don't understand and i think that's being okay and comfortable when they don't understand and just be like okay they won't they won't stand up for this lifestyle so i kind of have to and it's like you have to just take responsibility one i to get ahead of that curve whenever i decided to take this path i told all of my friends and family mm this is how life is going to look like from now on. I kind of prepared them and it was kind of uncomfortable, but I told them like, this is something that's really important to me. So maybe for the next six months to a year, I used the Chris Voss negotiation trick of like, I have really bad news Mm. or like, (laughs) you're probably not going to like this. I'm probably going to be a really bad friend. I'm probably going to be a really bad daughter for the next six months. I have this really important thing in my life and I really want to protect it. And so for that reason, I don't think we'll be able to talk every week like we typically do, Mm -hmm. or I'll only be available from this time to this time. Like setting those boundaries in a respectful yet firm way. Then that is setting yourself up for success. So now when I get a call from them, I can say, Oh, Hey, I'm only able to talk on this day. And they already know. So there's no, Oh my God, drama about, Oh, you're not, you're not talking to me, you know, and I'm communicating how I'm feeling, what I'm going through, because I think you do owe people a little bit of communication and honesty. You don't, they don't have to, yeah, they don't have to get what you're going through. They don't have to understand it or live it. But as long as you communicate and they're trying to communicate back, that's all you can expect. Yeah, that's really good. A bit more tactically for me, I do find having a schedule helps a lot yeah like because most of my time is blocked 
for and allocated for specific things that map onto like my like quarterly goals or just like long-term goals yeah and in th- my priorities and so a lot of times when someone asks if i can do something or if i'm available you know sometimes i'm just blocked and i i say like oh i i'm actually not free Be you right. know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's not even like a decision like oh can i can do it can i, I not? it's like well i mean that time on the calendar i'm going to be doing this so there's not much of a decision to make so that helps a lot that's a good point too it's like pay yourself first in your yeah. time and oh, I like that. people say that a lot with money like when you get your paycheck pay yourself first so like pay for your own savings and pay for your own or like basically it's like put your money into your own savings accounts right. before you start paying your bills but do that with your time yeah like so that. at the beginning of the week you put things that are important to you first on your calendar. So that way, when you're telling people when you can hang out, it's literally after, it's prioritized after your priorities. Mm -hmm. And I think that way you're always sticking to what you want and what you believe in. And then you're still making time for the people around you, but they are not the priority. That's the point. Like, Mm -hmm. well, they're what they want to do is not the priority, not them, but like the things that they're asking you to do. So in that way, it makes it less emotional. And um, that's another thing because you might resent them if they're always interrupting your plans. So it's better for you to just naturally build your life in terms of hierarchy. Yeah. (laughs) It's going back to setting yourself up for success. Like make it easy for yourself to say no to things that don't align and make it easy for yourself to prioritize and actually execute the things that are important to you yes time blocking using your google calendar putting it in a physical calendar or planner plan your days based on what is important to you if that means that every hour you must try painting or like you painting is important to you art is important to you every hour on friday afternoon you dedicate an hour to painting that is a firm block in your calendar that is not going to be moved unless yeah. you have a different priority that's a good example because this is something that i get misunderstood for right. too because <laughs> uh monday through thursday uh i think it's like 11 to noon i have a block for music yeah and people don't understand that like if someone would want to have a call during that time like especially if you're working at a company and oh like, yeah like you just can't do that because you know that's like when people want to have calls and it doesn't make sense like oh saying oh i'm not available because i'm going to play music they're like, gonna be like what people think that's stupid but it's like yeah just because me playing music isn't a priority to you doesn't mean it's not a priority to me mm-hmm. and i think it's one of those things that is really important to me and that's why i kind of have that block yeah when you do that you're gonna feel a little silly and you're really gonna feel like an outcast and mm-hmm. you're really gonna feel like an outsider but if that's important to you you just have to prioritize it mm-hmm. you know and take it seriously because you know i would say like music for me kind of helps give life meaning mm-hmm. you know it helps remind me that everything's going to be okay and Mm -hmm. it kind of gives me that outlet to kind of work through emotions and thoughts that may not be so obvious Mm -hmm. um, when I'm just living my life Mm -hmm. and then without music you feel the consequences yeah it it has an impact like if I don't play for a while then I think it impacts my emotional well-being and that's a really good point because people treat your priorities the way that you treat them Mm -hmm. so if you don't make if you don't confidently protect your priorities people are not going to take it seriously if he told me he plays music from 11 to 2 and 12. he or, oh, <laughs> i was like it's a long time yeah, 11 to hour. 12 okay and i didn't i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i didn't necessarily take it seriously like in the beginning of our relationship i'd be like 
can't you just play that another time? I want to hang out. Like I would, and it wasn't always 11 to 12, but like generally yeah. he would be like, I'm ever since I met him, he's like, I play music at this time to this time. Um, maybe not, but like when you were playing music, it was like taken seriously. Yeah. And I learned over the years, like I will not interrupt him or text me or, or text him me. or call him when he's playing music. And I didn't naturally behave that way. But after I saw the effects of him when he doesn't play music or when I do interrupt him and I am disrespecting his boundaries i was like oh this is serious to him and now when people are like i want to you know hang out with shine or call him at this time i'd be like he's playing music and i'm like i wouldn't say that but i'm just like i just want you to know he's playing music and that's a big deal so don't bother him because i know what that actually means to you and people can't understand like i'm not a music person i don't i don't have a certain talent playing music so i don't really get that mm. but because you've made it such a priority and you you're clear on what it means to you I take it just as seriously or at least close right. to what you take it to. And that's what you want. You want people to, even if they can't fully understand it, they still respect it because mm -hmm. it's what you want. You have to just give them that energy and that's what you're going to get back. If he was like never doing it or I would, every time I interrupted him, he just allowed me to, I wouldn't take it seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. that's why you have to set those things in your calendar and stick to it um, and be confident in how you talk about it. Yeah. Cause people are going to be like, that's silly. And like, there's other things like Shaheen wakes up really early. He wakes up at 4 45 AM every morning or most mornings. And he goes to bed at like nine and uh yeah i try 30, to i nine. hope to and i feel like when we're out like at parties yeah or with family he'll like he'll want to leave early because he has to go to bed and everyone's like because you know on maybe like a weekday yeah we'll be having a family party on a it's thursday like 8 and or it's something. 8 30 and we've only been there for like an hour maybe an hour and a half and he's like i gotta head home because i have to be up in the morning everyone's like come on it's just one night or like you know let's stay a little longer and he has to be like no i'm, I'm leaving yeah. and he will literally leave the party and go to his room when he lived at his mom's or leave to go to home yeah you know? like waking up early just sucks yeah like i guess it gets easier but it never gets easy i've been yeah. doing it for years so i've been doing it for like five years mm -hmm. and it never <laughs> it never got easy and the worst thing is you wake up and you only got like four or five hours Sheesh. of sleep and it's early and you have to go to the gym like i just i'm just so angry <laughs> in those moments that when it's like getting to 8 30 8 8 45 like, 9 no, p.m i gotta go i'm already like pre-angry because i know it's gonna <laughs> suck in the morning I so know. that, that kind of helps yeah and i think <laughs> get and me again on track. waking up and going to the gym if he doesn't do that there's consequences so oh, yeah that's why he has to keep you know such a strict thing and i i think it's going to be very similar for whatever new activity you put in your week it's yeah. going to look unnecessary to people because they don't see why yeah. it's going to affect your and life it's going to look unnecessary to you uh, a lot of times a lot of times you're going to be like do i damn do i really got to do this thing for me <laughs> i'm not like that big into working out but i notice when i don't i have negative consequences so that's why i'm like if i want to feel good about my content which is important to me if i want to feel good about my career which is important to me i have to work out and that's something mm -hmm. i have to do and it's like i think lately i feel like this year i've been like i don't want to hang out with that person it drains me mm. i'd get nothing from that conversation right. and before i would just do it because it was why not but then i do have a why not mm -hmm. because there is a reason i don't want to do it when you start to prioritize what you want in your life you're gonna realize what 
the difference between feeling good, feeling average and feeling bad feels like. Right. A lot of times when you don't have things in your schedule that actually mean something to you, you don't know the difference. You yeah. think that hanging out with people that don't really like you, it's having fun. You think that doing activities like I'm just there's nothing wrong with drinking, but I'm just using this as an example. You think drinking till 2 a.m. and all these things are fun. It's equivalent to having a good life and having a good time. But when you actually try the opposite, what's something that actually feels good to you? You're like, that feels awful. Why do I even do that? Right. And then it's going to you're going to start eliminating things quickly because you know the difference now. That's OK. People are not going to understand your lifestyle. So, yeah. So that's the outward, like kind of rejecting outward fo forces that will come into your life. Mm -hmm. But I think inward, you're also going to have a lot of resistance. Yeah. Because it's not easy to change. to change. Yeah, exactly. So how do you be disciplined and stick to that? He has a role. I have a role. I thought it'd be cool to share each. Well, Yours was how to stay disciplined, how to stay disciplined. My approach is just baby steps, just one step at a time. And the rule of thumb that I sort of live by is make today better than yesterday. Make this rep better than last rep. So whether that's I overate uh, Monday night instead of like, oh, I'm going to fast Tuesday. I just have to eat less than I ate on Monday. You know, I'm trying to diet. Or if I didn't work out last Saturday, uh, this Saturday, maybe I'll just go for a walk in the morning you know what i mean uh so it's not like you're trying to make these huge gains it's like you know just make it an inch better you know go an inch further than you did last time doing that over a long enough time frame leads to massive changes because yeah. you're talking about exponential growth it, you know a lot of people talk about this it's like the the one percent better two percent better yeah, rule or yeah, whatever yeah. it doesn't matter how small the improvement is if you keep improving and it compounds on itself you're gonna have this exponential growth and you know it's not going to take a week it's not going to take a month you know it's probably it's going to take years but like right. it's a compounding effect. it's a compounding effect and when you look back like a year later two years later five years later ten years later you're like you won't even believe how far you've come you like don't me, recognize yourself like me 10 years ago i know like i'll That's show you crazy. pictures and like if we'll you, put a picture here <laughs> <laughs> just like fat not not the best like stress management and like mental health I think practices you were like arguing with people a lot you were like fighting with people i don't even know it was just like a whole different like <laughs> head a whole different person a whole different like reality um and that's just like one day at a time you know yeah. one step at a time yeah. and those things lead to like massive changes right I, I, you had another one go towards discomfort yeah and that's not so much for discipline that's if your goal is to change mm. like if your goal is to change if your goal is to grow that's a good rule of thumb that i've found as well it's you'll if you have two options one is more comfortable and one is more dis uncomfortable go toward discomfort go toward that uncomfortable and there's this um metaphor i've heard it's like feeding like there are two wolves the wolf of like failure and the wolf of success and oh. it's like feed the wolf of success and starve the wolf of failure or something mm. like, it's some thing like that and the metaphor is like you know feed those habits that you know move towards success like whatever that means for you yeah. so it's like feed the the positive habits feed the habit of going to the gym feed the habit of eating right feed the habit of you know working, working. on your craft yeah whatever, whatever that is. is and starve the bad habits you know scrolling on tiktok overeating drinking you know wasting time mm -hmm. and not being productive not moving toward things that are meaningful to you mm -hmm, etc mm -hmm. my tip because i'm not as i'm not a super i don't know i wouldn't describe myself as a super disciplined person mm. and i don't think i am very strict either like i definitely like what do 
I feel like doing today? <laughs> but I know that about myself. So I, t- I tend to focus less on like very strict, heavy habits because I don't think it necessarily works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know if I still have a goal, like by the end of the quarter i want to have this many youtube videos up i will craft my schedule very much like set yourself up for success to in a way that i can't really fail that much right you know and i tend he's like a kind of like i will if i want to post 12 videos i'm i have to post 12 videos that's the goal for me i'm like i don't even post two so if i post 12 that'd be like amazing but I kind of set the bar higher for myself because I know (laughs) it's a stretch goal because I know I'm typically going to fall short, but it's still 10 times better than what I'm already doing. Mm -hmm. So that to me still is like a win, right? I set like, for instance, with that goal, that is something I wanted to do last quarter. And I actually did nine videos compared to me only posting once a month. So posting nine videos in from three to nine you from, went. yeah, in a quarter, right. that was a lot for me. That was a success. And yeah, now I'm somebody who is comfortable posting videos, at least nine in a quarter. Like that's, and that's progress. And what right. I did, instead of saying like, you have to hit nine, like you have to hit 12, you, I was being so strict and like angry and all these like raw, you know, instead of going that route, what I did is I set my week up to where I have to make room for editing and I have to post by a certain day. So then that way it's like, I have the time to do it. So if I don't feel like doing it today, I still have time to do it tomorrow. And then I know that like I, if there's a deadline, I'll tend to kind of get a kick in my step so i made that a thing like okay every monday you need to like kind of have something up or like close to there it scared me enough to get more videos out and then i had more room in my schedule for it and that's kind of why now i want to post more content i'm I'm eliminating clients that don't really you know fuel me and Mm -hmm. I'm making more room to make YouTube a priority in my life. So I think my biggest strategy is to like kind of indirectly make the goal happen. Mm. Like there's room for me to do the thing, but there's also constraints for me. So I kind of have to do the thing. I don't necessarily love going to the gym, but I put on an outfit like this. And then I'm like, oh, well, somebody who wears a workout outfit, which is so funny because I didn't even go to my yoga class today. But (laughs) um, someone who wears an outfit like this, they're active. Like that's just something i think Hmm. so then i tend to be more active when i wear workout clothes so i just put it on whether i'm gonna go or not or you know i know that i want to journal every morning so i leave my journal right next to me i want to drink more water i carry my water bottle everywhere with me i'm not saying you have to drink this many ounces or whatever but i have to drink water at least once a day and i to have that habit i need to have a water bottle yeah. accessible at all times so now it's like a habit to bring my water bottle everywhere even if i don't take a sip out right. of it. which is i don't mind it because at, at some point i will you know so that's yeah, my it's it's all this stuff of just setting yourself up for success and atomic know, habits read yeah, that book there's so many things like a book that i really enjoyed um is called thinking fast and slow by daniel kahneman mm. uh he won the nobel prize in economics even though he's a psychologist for his work and he's basically talking about like system one versus system two yeah so we use system ones like automatic thinking fast thinking like you know subconscious things just natural reactions to things and then there's system two it's more slow it's slower thinking more deliberate thinking uh you know it'd be more like discipline and things like that right and the secret is system one, we use it most of the time and it's so much more powerful than system two. Mm. So that's like the power of building habits. Right. And if you can align your system one, like you can align your natural tendencies and your subconscious thinking 
toward your goals and you can tap into that that's where the crazy you know amounts of success and productivity can come in and i think that's the essence of setting yourself up for success you know kind of arrange your Your schedule environment exactly Yes, yes so that your natural tendencies align with what success looks like for you yeah i think that's funny because like i am someone who like i'll set something up and i forget about it so if you have that habit about you or like that trait of you to do something like that i think this is a perfect time to set things up for success because Mm. for instance i know that sometimes i tend to be late to my laser appointments and i it was so funny the other day i because what i do every time i am finished with my laser session they set up the next appointment so when i'm setting up the next appointment i schedule it 30 minutes earlier than what the actual like in your calendar in my calendar i put it so last time the appointment was at two but i set it up for 1 30 p.m and my laser appointments are six weeks apart so i will forget that i even did enough time it's enough time to forget and so the other day I went to my laser appointment and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be on time today. And in my calendar, I saw it was 1.30. So I was like, let me leave on time. And I'm going to, and I actually got there at 1.30. And then I looked at my calendar and I was like, oh, wait. Or no, I um actually, because they have a confirmation. So I was like, wait a minute. When I walked in, I was like, when is my appointment? And then I looked at the actual confirmation from the company and they were like, it's at 2 p.m. And I was like, rats, I did it again. So what's the moral <laughs> of the story? <laughs> no, the but mo- maybe. <laughs> the moral of the story is I am i can't be late because I keep doing yeah. that. I'm always going to think I'm on time or whatever. And even if I was late, I would still be early. So it was just. But, you know, maybe another step toward improvement kind of like make today better than yesterday like this is how i'm thinking it's like okay okay, instead of making it 30 minutes before maybe make it 15 minutes before because i mean how often are you going to be more than 15 minutes late that's a good point because i i usually do 15 but that i don't know why that day i was feeling frisky and i wanted to do 30 i can't trust i think i was late that one time so i was like you know what maybe i'll do 30 minutes and i i really shocked me but it, it actually worked out because i was like let me just i had another errand to do and I was able to do the errand in that 30 minutes and okay, still so meet my appointment. Down. So, but the point is that's how I set myself up for success. Yeah. I find tricks mm-hmm. and ways to help myself do what I wouldn't naturally do. And right. speaking of reading, that's something I am like, I need to get better at. I want to read more. And my trick is one page a day, just mm-hmm. read one page a day. And you would think as simple as that sounds, Oh, somebody would do that. No, I will still find a way to not do it. So again, leaving my books in the places yeah. that I want to do the thing at a certain time. So yeah. if I, I notice when I wake up and the books and the journals are not next to me, I will find other things to do. And that's just something about me. And if the books are there and I have, I don't want to check my phone in the morning, I leave my phone in another room or something like that. That's another trick. Yeah. Then I have, I'm like, okay, what else am I going to do? So I have to do it. So I I think that's a practical example of making sure you do the things you want to do, not just in your calendar, but physically in your environment. Okay. So mentally because that's like a physical thing i know there's so many levels to this um that's like a whole other category of like how do you keep yourself sticking to the thing that you said you want to do when people are judging you or they don't understand or they don't believe in it or you don't see examples i think you have to affirm this lifestyle again making that choice every day to choose it against all of your odds um to me i think a huge one is surrounding yourself with people like you yeah it's powerful and we don't have a lot of people around us necessarily who are living in this way so we consume a lot of content about 
what we like about entrepreneurship, about business, about mindset, about habits. Like we consume, whether it's a book, whether it's watching Alex Hormozy or watching like the Huberman podcast or something like, I feel like that stuff just, cause when I'm talking to my friends, I'm like, oh yeah, somebody said that the other day. I, I noticed myself, I will always say that. I'm like, like I wasn't. Starbucks? <laughs> I'm like, I was talking to a friend and it's like, no, you were just listening to a podcast. And I think that's a good sign because that just means that I've replaced my intimate relationships with content that I care to consume that right. makes me feel good that enough for me to talk to my friends about it yeah like that's a good sign I'm not saying you know bombard your feeds with junk but consume things that make you feel good it's just, your mental space is another area for consumption and it can be filled up with junk just like junk food in your in your body it could be junk in yeah. your brain too you know and then hopefully physically you can also surround yourself with yeah. people who think similar to you or who are doing what you want to do because it's so nice to have somebody be like i get that that yeah. makes sense like you're I, not I can't, crazy i can't tell you how much that impacts me like we met up with my, one of my old bosses who oh, yeah. is trying to work with him on a project. We met up with her and another entrepreneur and like just being in that energy yeah. was so different. Like right. I didn't have to explain why I wanted yep. to do things. Yep. I didn't have to explain my desires for things. She was actually like affirming them back to me. Like it's nice. Like every once in a while, just go out of your way to go to a networking event yeah. or join a group on Slack or discord because you need that like confirmation from other people that you you're not crazy. Like we yeah. crave that as yeah. humans, you know? Yeah. And then I would say within those groups, having accountability partners, people mm -hmm. who are actively going towards where you're going. If you're both like, it's so much easier in a way to be like, um, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, again, like backpack around Europe. And then what if there's somebody who wanted to meet you up in one country? Like that's right. new motivation to keep doing it. Yeah. You know, you have some, what is it like stakes now? Yeah. You, like social pressure yeah. to keep going yeah. on that goal. Another side of that is, you know, I recently posted my Q4 goals like on LinkedIn and elsewhere. Yeah. And someone asked like, why do you do it? Uh -huh. um, and there were a few reasons, but one of them was, you know, now I can leverage that social pressure, that peer yeah. pressure. It's like, hey, didn't you say you were going to do this like right. <laughs> a few months ago? And so like now, even if no one notices or no one cares, like, I, I feel like, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, I announced to everyone that I'm going to do this. So <laughs> if I just like give thing. up, then exactly. I'm going to be exiled. People follow <laughs> up with you on stuff. I said, I'm manifesting to move to New York. Yeah. Some guy commented, he's like, are you in New York yet? And I was like, shit, like you never know who's paying attention. And I think it's um, Tess Barkley. She talks about this on her channels, like hard launch your goals, because I know there's a whole side to it. Like you don't want to get the dopamine too early and right. tell people all your goals. But there's also another side. If you're serious about it and you want people to hold you accountable, tell the world what you're doing, because you're not. One thing is we don't like to look stupid and we don't like to be embarrassed and yeah. you will do anything but to look like an idiot for doing some saying something that you didn't plan on doing. Yep. So I think it's important. And if you can't find one friend that can be like your general accountability partner it's okay to have friends be your accountability partner in certain departments right so like for instance if i have a friend who's really good at working out i'm gonna want to talk to her when i'm setting my workout goals and then on top of that i have a friend who's really good at cooking and i want to learn how to cook she's gonna be my cooking accountability partner if you can't have a one size fits all catch all catch all friend or catch all accountability partner have several because they're gonna hold you accountable especially i think yeah. it's almost like y'all have less to hold e each other accountable on they're gonna make sure you're doing it right you know yeah. so it's good All right, i want to go back to consumption 
when you're physically, like we were saying earlier, when you're physically cutting things out of your calendar and adding things into your calendar, it's a, it's a you're replacing the consumption. Mm. So we're consumers as human beings. Your thoughts, which affect your actions and your habits, when your thoughts are not what you want them to be, mm. and you can change your thoughts, mm-hmm. um, you behave in a different way. If your thoughts are so powerful and they affect everything in your life, I think that's actually the, the most important place to decide what you're consuming and what you're not consuming. If you don't want to be talking about drama or gossip, yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because Johnny's always like not interested in my drama and gossip. <laughs> but if you don't want to consume that and you don't want to be talking about some what Kim Kardashian did last week with your friends, it's important to kind of reroute those conversations or stop consuming that as much Mm. because your brain will hold on to the thoughts that you're receiving everywhere and if that's not something you care to be thinking about if you're not like a journalist or pop culture enthusiast that doesn't benefit you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like curate your feeds i think it's important to follow Mm. people who are doing things you want to do so you see them as examples or inspiration and unfollow people that don't add to your life um or maybe don't be on social media at all if you don't really care to be seeing what everyone else is up to and you need more focus on your stuff like what you watch what your conversations just like the books you're reading like tailor them to your goals tailor them to what you want in your life what you just said sparked something for me and it kind of captures a big theme of this episode which is your environment drives your behavior oh yeah yeah. and your behavior shapes your thoughts yeah yeah so that too yeah it's like a cycle it's It's a a cycle cycle. so it's like the environment that you're in you know trying to set yourself up for success trying to curate your page it kind Mm -hmm. of drives the behaviors and the habits and the things that you're um your your behaviors and your habits and then that also in turn will drive like the thoughts you're having your mindset your beliefs your values no yeah i think that's really good it's all connected it's all (laughs) connected the mind things are going to be very sensitive for you so I wouldn't waste your tra- your waste your time trying to fight battles and like defend yourself all the time and and try to teach people why you're there show them how right. what you're doing makes sense don't waste your time on that kind of stuff just intentionally design your life to where you're getting positive affirming or strengthening thoughts or behaviors or actions because it all feeds into that bigger yeah. cycle and removing the negative and removing the negative go towards what feels good don't go towards the things that don't feel good. So, yeah. Wow. Wow, that was correct. That was a long episode. It was a long episode, and I love how we were going to cut it short so you could go to yoga, and it ended up being like twice we, as long. We did not set ourselves up for success today. But, I mean, look, I think it's, it's successful good. because this I had to make a value judgment. I'm like, this matters more to me than the yoga class right yeah. now, in this moment. Right. <laughs> but, um. Thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, you are a trooper. (laughs) Wow. I think for today's episode, what you can do going forward is if you don't have a plan about how you're going towards your dream life, Mm. step one is to make that, is to write it out on paper. Don't just think about it. Write it out on paper. Put it in your calendar. Make it a practical thing you can do every single day. And if you already have something established like that, I think what you can do this week or this month is do something to affirm that lifestyle. Do something to affirm that belief. Mm. So whether that's finding somebody like-minded like you in that field Mm. or making extra time to do some stuff that you want to do, like an activity or a new skill or whatever, like I feel like 
everything's a cycle. So if you do an action that affirms the beliefs that you have, you're like, I'm a writer. Okay, do something that affirms being a writer. Start a blog or yeah. write, just even write a post, write anything. Do mm. something that makes you feel like who you say you're going to be. Because it's funny when you start to, when you feel misunderstood and you do things that still feel in line with what you believe, when you put it out into the world, people are going to start seeing you as that too. Like people are going to start taking it seriously too. So do something in your life to affirm the life that you say you are, like you're living or that you want or the person that you want to be. Take yourself out if you're saying like, I'm an independent single woman, you know, like do something that physically makes what you're saying true and find people like you to affirm that back to you, something of that nature, make that thing that people misunderstand you for more of a reality. Mm. I think that's the challenge for, for this week. That's my assignment. I like that. Like for me, I know I really, I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to write on LinkedIn. Mm. Like I'm a little bit mm. like, what does this mean? I'm not like a businessy kind of girl. Like yeah. I am, but I, I'm trying to shift away from that identity, but I'm kind of scared to like launch this new person that I am where I'm like, I'm just a fun marketing girly with a podcast and I love content and that's it. Um, I'm not a coach anymore. Um, yeah. Or like, I'm not like super consultant like anymore. And I think I need to make my posts a little bit kind of like, this is the new me. This is who I am now. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of scared to do that. Maybe I'll, I'll That's a I'll great opportunity that. right yeah. there. I feel like I need to think more about mine. Yeah. I also need some more calories. My brain is shutting down. Yeah, my me. brain is shutting down too. It's been two hours without food and just a chai. So anyways, thank you guys for listening, watching, tuning in. You will see us again in a few weeks in our next episode. And if you missed any of our other episodes, be sure to check that out. And um, we'll see you next time. Boom. Thanks for joining. Bye.